Radio Free Hillsdale 101.7 FM. This is Charger Rundown. I'm Martin Peterson. And I'm Jake Severs. And on this show, we're going to be looking back at this past week and looking ahead to this next week as far as all things Hillsdale College sports are concerned. Jake, let's start with you. Starting off on the track, two long and fierce days of track competition didn't have a winner declared until shortly before the final event. And the Hillsdale College men's track team was right there with the best the GMAC has to offer. The Chargers, participating in their first ever GMAC Indoor Championship, took second place with 135 points at the two-day meet hosted by Hillsdale at the Beerman Athletic Center. The University of Finley won the title with 154 points. Malone placed third with 122, followed by Walsh with 110, and Alderson Broadus with 45. Sophomore Joseph Humes turned in an incredible meet, winning two individual titles while running anchor to the first-place distance medley relay team. His victory in the 3,000-meter run with a time of 8.32.64 temporarily put Hillsdale in first place. Late in Saturday's portion of the meet, the Chargers vaulted ahead of Finley in the point standing with 124 to Finley's 122 after Humes' victory in the 3,000 gave his team 10 big points. But shortly thereafter, the results from the shot put came in, and the Oilers took first, third, and fifth places, allowing them to take a 17-point lead over Hillsdale with just one event remaining, effectively clinching the title. However, the big picture didn't take away one thing from Humes, whose brilliance was rewarded. Conference coaches voted Humes the GMAC men's track athlete of the meet, not a difficult choice after the weekend he had. In addition to his win in the 3,000, Humes was the conference champion in the mile run, topping the competition with a time of 417.59. He was trailed in that race closely by his teammate Nathan Jones, who took third with a 419.84. Jones and Humes ran the lead and anchor legs in the distance medley relay event, respectively, and they were joined by Connor Maloney and Adam Wade in capturing the GMAC title in that event with a time of 10.01.04. They won the race by an incredible 19 seconds over the second-place DMR team. Another inspirational performance was turned in by senior David Chase, who was one of the busiest men in the building early in the day on Saturday. He won the GMAC title in the heptathlon, accumulating 4,740 points. He had plenty of friendly company in that event, with Jared Shipper taking second and Ryan Thompson third, giving the Chargers a podium sweep of the two-day event. Chase was participating in both the open high jump and the multi-pole vault at the same time, frantically running from clearing one bar with his legs and another bar with the assistance of a pole. Chase's versatility and athleticism paid off for him in both events, making him a big factor in Hillsdale's success. Shipper made a bit of history by being crowned the GMAC champion in the pole vault. His mark of 4.72 meters was good for first place, and he'll go down in history as Hillsdale's first ever GMAC indoor track champion in any event. Chase finished third in the high jump by clearing 6 feet 8 and 3 quarter inches, while thrower Daniel Kapek finished fourth in the weight throw and sixth in the shot put. Senior Lane White took second overall in the 400 with a time of 49.79 seconds and was a part of a runner-up 4x400-meter relay team along with Maloney, Wade, and Levi Weiss. Wade also picked up a second place individually 
in the 800-meter run with a time of 156.37. Hillsdale will next take the track at the 2018 NCAA Division II Indoor Track and Field Championships hosted by Pittsburgh State University in Kansas. Over to the basketball court, a 20-4 run to open up the second half doomed the Hillsdale College men's basketball team in an 88-61 loss to the University of Findlay Saturday afternoon in Ohio. Hillsdale finished the regular season at 19-8 overall and 13-7 in the GMAC Conference. The Chargers will enter the 2018 GMAC Men's Basketball Tournament as the number three seed and will face number six seed Alderson Broadus in a quarterfinal matchup at the University of Findlay at 2.30 p.m. on Thursday, March 11th. The first half of this game couldn't have started off much better for the Chargers. Hillsdale shot a blistering 63% from the field and held the Oilers to 35% shooting while running out to a 40-31 lead after 20 minutes. But those numbers reversed themselves in the second half that saw Finley outscore Hillsdale 57-21. The Oilers shot 67% from the floor, while the Chargers made just 8 of 25 field goal attempts. Finley out-rebounded Hillsdale 44-27 in the game, including 12-3 on the offensive end. The Chargers were led by their senior guard, Stedman Lowry, who had 19 of a team-high 21 points in the first half, and senior Ryan Badowski had 20 points and 6 rebounds while shooting 8 of 11 from the field, but the rest of the team scored 20 points and only shot 8 of 32 from the field in the loss. And moving over to the Diamond, the Hillsdale College baseball team lost a pair of games in excruciating fashion to a very good University of Southern Indiana program on Sunday afternoon in Evansville. In Game 1, the Screaming Eagles scored seven times in the bottom of the ninth to pull out a 7-6 victory. The second game came in an identical 7-6 win for USI, this time rallying from a 5-0 first-inning deficit. The losses make Hillsdale 2-4 on the season. As discouraging as these losses were, the Chargers can take something positive out of the fact that they jumped out to big leads against a team considered one of the best in the region and a program that won a national championship in recent years. Senior outfielder Ryan O'Hearn had two hits and a run batted in, while Colin Borst and Colin Heights each had doubles in the opening game. Senior Will Cruz turned in a brilliant start for the Chargers, throwing 5.2 innings of shutout ball with four strikeouts. In Game 2, freshman James Crick helped spring Hillsdale out to a big early lead with a two-run single as a part of a 3-for-3, three-RBI game for Hillsdale. Junior Stephen Ring had a double and a run batted in, while O'Hearn scored twice. And the Hillsdale College football team has had a guest lifting weights with them recently, and Martin was able to sit down with him for an interview. Radio Free Hillsdale 101.7 FM, Martin Peterson along here with you, and today we have a very special guest in Damon Smith, who is playing in the NFL right now. Damon, how are you today? Hey, I'm doing great. How about yourself? I'm doing great, and it's really funny how we got to know each other. Uh, it was a really cool opportunity that you know, I play football here at Hillsdale College, and uh, you were looking for somewhere to work out. And uh, during the off season, and uh, the fact that you decided to come work out with us is a really cool experience for me and my teammates. And uh, what was kind of your whole thought process in just uh, you know working out with the college team? Uh, well, actually, when I was in college uh, out in South Alabama, we would have a, a lot of NFL guys come back and work out with us, and it just be a great experience. Uh, some guys like Ellis Langster and uh, uh, Tyron Matthews, guys like that. Um, so. Uh, 
it's kind of just you know like irony that I was able to do that and work out with you guys. It's a pretty fun experience for me. Yeah, we we definitely like having you around. And so tell us tell us to the listeners a little bit about yourself. You went to Cast Tech High School for most of your high school career. And then you started at Western Michigan, correct? And then uh, transferred uh, then to Southern Alabama. Tell us a little bit about growing up with your football experiences. Was it something you always wanted to do was play football? Uh, yeah, I'd probably say it just was uh, bred, in, bred in me uh, and my family probably uh, at the age of eight. And uh, I've played every year since. So it's just kind of something um, I'd probably say I was born to do, I think. Yeah. So you're a, you're, you're a corner right now in the NFL. Did you always play corner? Did you play both sides of the ball growing up? Uh, yeah, growing up I played uh, running. I was actually a running back. Um, used to run three or four touchdowns a game. And um, when I got to high school, I went to a Cast Tech, and uh, we had a lot of like four- and five-star recruit uh, guys there. And um, it's strange. Uh, as a freshman, I was like really short. <laughs> they used to call me Baby D. So um, – when I went there, I'm like, you know, coach, I want to play running back. And he's like, no, you're going to be a cornerback. And, uh, you know, I just took that and ran with it. And that's, that's how I became a corner. That's actually. kind of how it started. Yeah. So tell us a little bit more about your college experience. Um, you know, the division one level, really fast uh, guys moving around really, a lot of really good players. You know, what, what was your experience like through college playing the game of football? Um, it was actually, it was a great experience for me. Uh, I want to say, it was a a a spirit a time where I experienced a lot of growth. Um, you know, coming from the inner city, uh, going to a school like Western Michigan, a Division One school, powerhouse, and uh, me starting right away as a true freshman. You know, things kind of came at me fast, and I la- I made a lot of mistakes there, and uh, so you know, I ended up transferring uh, my sophomore year to South Alabama. And, you know, I kind of took the things I learned there and I ran with it. And, you know, it was a better situation for me there. Um, Bumped my head there a few times, too. You know what I mean? So college was definitely a growing experience for me. Um, But all in all, all, I was still blessed. And, you know, God, you know, guided me and kept his hands on me in my career. And, you know, I kept grinding and kept working as I'm doing as, you know, as what I'm doing right now. And, uh, you know, things paid off then, and, you know, I know things will pay off now. So why Southern Alabama? Um, well, actually, I so after I decided I was going to leave uh, Western Michigan my sophomore year, um, I had a few different schools that I was going to choose in between. It was uh, University UMass. They were uh, it was the first year they were becoming Division One, and I took a visit there, and uh, I was uh, going to transfer to uh, Utah, and I was going to have to sit out a year. And uh, South Alabama, they were a new program. It was their third year. The first two years, they were undefeated, and they were making the jump to Division One. So I was able to play right away. Um, it was a no-brainer for me. You know, I went from Division One to v- Division One, and uh, so that's how that came about. Obviously, um, you know, after college, you wanted to keep pursuing the game of football, and uh, you weren't drafted, but you were un- you were an undrafted uh, free agent. Um, but that was kind of like your whole mentality too, right? You know, you're always just building up and stuff, and you finally got an opportunity to play. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, how did that motivate you at all to get to the next level? Um, definitely. Uh, yeah, my story is kind of strange. I actually, I wasn't able, like I said, I, I wasn't able to play my senior year, so things really weren't looking, you know, like I would even have a chance to even go to the NFL, and. Uh, 
So, but I kept grinding, and you know, I'm like I said, I started as a true freshman, started as a true sophomore, started as a junior. You know, so I little did I know, you know, God had other plans for me. You know, and once it was time for my draft time to come, you know, I basically talked to over half the NFL uh, regarding you know college and everything, and it was just a crazy experience for me. You know, what I mean, it just kind of all hit me at once. It was something that kind of just came about. So you finally got the opportunity. Tell the listeners a little bit about that first opportunity that you got to play in the NFL. Oh, man, it was amazing, man. I, I think one of the practices I came out and I probably shed a few tears just looking out at the practice field, like, you know, I finally made it. And um, it just motivates me and keeps me uh, keeps me humble and keeps me encouraged uh, to keep pushing. And uh, just every year going to be a new year. Every year is going to be a new opportunity uh, for me to – achieve the ultimate goal, which is, you know, Super Bowl and Pro Bowl. Um, I feel like I'm that caliber player. So um, that's that's what I'm I'm going for right now. Tell the listeners about uh, the progression of teams that you've played for so far. Yeah, been a few. I went from Western Michigan uh, to uh, South Alabama, and then uh, I ended up getting drafted or picked up in a draft by Green Bay, wasn't able to go there, so I ended up in uh, Canada over over for a while, and then I signed up with the Chiefs uh, for, for a year, and then I ended up with the Arizona Cardinals. That's awesome, so, yeah, man. That's awesome. A little bit. So, the, so let's talk let's first talk about your experience with the Chiefs. Um, this was back in, was it 2014? 2014, okay. So was that they just got an Alex Smith, right? And yeah. and so he was there. What was it like uh, trying to defend guys uh, on the outside uh, with with Alex Smith throwing the the football? Uh, just uh, like I said, it's a crazy experience. Um, just playing against guys you've been you know watching, you know, growing up, and guys like Dwayne Bow and you know uh, Charles Charles, our running back uh, Charles James, and guys like that. So. Uh, it was just it was a crazy experience, man, and um, just blessed to actually even be able to be able to still uh, have an opportunity to play um, now. So, was there somebody uh, in the secondary uh, for the Chiefs that really um, helped you uh, and kind of teach you the ways? Maybe a veteran player that uh, uh, really yeah. showed you the way. Yeah, actually, I kind of grew a, a quick relationship with Eric Berry uh, a short time I was with Kansas City. Um, he. Uh, I don't know if you're familiar with Oh, what a story. Yeah, amazing guy. So, you know, it was just a blessing to actually be able to have that year with him, you know, kind of considering me like a little bro there. So um, learned a lot from on and off the field, um, and that's um, that was a blessing. It was lymphoma, right? Uh, yeah. Yeah. So I mean, he went he through. It, so. Yeah, I know. What's yeah. this? I mean, he, that guy's a fighter, mm-hmm. and um, and so he was just kind of that leadership role that he had for you, and mm-hmm. and you know, a guy that. You know, was one of, one of the best in the NFL. You know, taking you under his wing right away. That, that's super cool, right? Yeah, that was that was, yeah, that was amazing. There, he, you know, kind of just a leadership role for the whole team. So, um, just being being able to be up under those guys, it kind of just helped me learn how to be actually how to really be a pro. You know what I mean? And you know, I'm now I'm able to take that with me uh, on my journey. So after that, you uh, go down to Arizona and uh, start playing with the Arizona Cardinals. Um, a lot of people around uh, Hillsdale know a lot about the Cardinals just because uh, Jared Valdir uh, is playing for them right now, uh, an offensive lineman for the Cardinals. Um, tell us a little bit about that because, listen, that secondary is sweet. 
I mean, yeah. you got the Honey Badger, you got Patrick Peterson. Mm. When you first got there, were you a little at first like just like wow? I mean, I'm playing with like some of the greats right now. Yeah, uh, that was probably one of the uh, most eye-opening experiences for me there. Just uh, kind of Patrick Peterson being one of my favorite corners, you know, growing up, me kind of trying to mock my game after him a, a little, and uh, now seeing like wow, I'm on the same team with this guy, like. Um, that that's probably the biggest motivation for me now at this point just knowing that i was able to be signed amongst those caliber players and uh and now I, you know i'm a free agent so i know it's like 30 31 other teams out out there and uh so i know it's a secondary out there that i'm that i'll be able to go uh be that guy and um so that's that's probably that team there is probably that's probably the most encouraging situation for me there Right, yeah. Did Patrick Peterson maybe a little bit like Eric Berry help you out with some technique stuff maybe when you yeah, got certain, there? certain stuff. I remember uh, a few times we would do some drills uh, just throughout practice or coach maybe talking where uh, he he would give me his visor and make me keep my head low and watch his waist uh, off the ball. So, yeah, just certain certain uh, certain tips and certain things like that I was able to pick up from him as well, and that was a blessing too. Now, were there any? Were there a lot of moments in practice where you were lined up maybe against uh, one of the all-time greats in Larry Fitz? Uh, yeah, I got to go against. Uh, I got <laughs> to go against Larry Fitzgerald. Yeah, he's a hard worker, man. Uh, probably, definitely gonna be a first ballot Hall of Famer. Um, so it's just a cool experience. Just a, you know, that guy's been, you know, he's been so good for so long. Just it just kind of preaches that hard work that he's been able to bring to the game, right? Definitely, man. Yeah, he's definitely a hard worker. Always smiling and. You know, just the, like I said, just the pro, those type of guys or, or guys you watch and you learn how to be a professional from, you know, yeah. Uh, obviously in the offseason right now, like you said, uh, without a team right now, but teams are obviously interested in you right now. What would you say to, you know, just in to a team like in, in the entire league, uh, what you can bring to the table? Um, well, actually, man, I just kind of um, signed a, a deal to go play out in Maine. Um, you know, the uh, AFL season is right before the NFL and the, and the Canadian Football League season. And um, so now uh, it's, they have a new organization out there. You know, I'm a veteran cornerback, you know, and uh, and my plan this year is to go out there, you know, lead the league in interceptions, uh, be that first, uh, first team all AFL guy. And... Uh, you know, a team bring me right into camp, right, uh, right during uh, preseason NFL team, and you know, I'm able to make an impact in somebody's secondary. So that's probably that's that's my goal right now. That's that's what I'm up to right now. That's a goal right now. So when does that exactly start for you? Um, uh, April first. April first. Okay. April first. So uh, I know they're definitely going to be watching. Um, my agents, you know, let teams know where I'll be and. You know, they'll definitely be be locked in, you know, to see what I'm about to do this season. And it's going to be a really, really big season. Get your popcorn. You're excited, man. <laughs> yeah, it's going to be uh, it's gonna be a blast to see. Uh, got a lot of things to prove to myself, not to anybody else. Right. I, you know, just I know where I'm supposed to be. So this is going to be a big year for me. So with your ultimate goal of, um, you know, reaching that NFL team this year, just tell the listeners a little bit about what playing in the NFL really is really is all about like uh, I know a lot of people talk about the money and the fame uh, but for you personally uh, what does that mean playing at the highest stage uh, of football um I know you asked me earlier 
uh, how long I've been playing ball. So like I said, I've been playing since I was eight years old. It's just something I love to do. And now that I've been in the NFL and I had an opportunity to have money and you know make mistakes and such thing, money really isn't the big thing for most guys uh, in the NFL. Um, as contrary to what people think, uh, it's a lot of hard work and time invested into it. Um, you know, sometimes in your family and people close to you may not agree with decisions that you make, but it's just you have to make them for you. And um, you just, it's just, it's it's a lot deeper than, uh, than those things, the material things that people see. And uh, so, yeah, that's probably what I have to say to the, to the listeners. I'm sure you know because you play college ball. You know you get to you get up every morning at six thirty, and you you in the weight room, and you got to go to class, and then you got to come for meetings, and you got film, and uh, you know then you got more meetings. <laughs> right. You got to be at lunch at a certain time, <laughs> breakfast at a certain time. You know, so it's a lot bigger than what people see. Um, so. Yeah, when you invested so much into the game, you know, is you become it becomes a part of you. You know what I mean? So the money is just something that you it comes with it. You work hard for it. So. Right. Well, Damon, I want to thank you so much for joining us today, and uh, best of luck to you in Maine. And uh, we'll all be looking out for you when you get that opportunity here uh, come the fall to play uh, play in the NFL again. So I'm really excited for you, man. Thanks a lot, man. I appreciate you having me. Again, thanks to Damon Smith for coming in and sitting down with us, and that will do it for this episode of Charger Rundown. I'm Martin Peterson. And I'm Jake Sievers, and you are listening to Radio Free Hillsdale 101.7 FM.